Uh, so tonight's going to be just a little bit different. You know how sometimes you just got to have something a little bit different? And I'm actually going to come down here, I think. I think that's what we'll do. Um, and the reason it's just a little bit different is, is that I've just felt uh, just that sometimes we get stuck in a little rut. You know what a rut is, eh? A rut is that hole. If, if you've ever um, gone up Thompson's Track trying to four-wheel drive up there, there's a couple of huge ruts. And once you're in them, you, you can't get out of them. You know, and sometimes our relationship with God gets into a rut. And even going to church can get into a rut where you just go along and, and yeah, it's fun and it's, it's great. But uh, sometimes we just miss having an encounter with God. And so the first thing I want is just you, perhaps just to close your eyes. And, and I want you to go one-on-one with God. So, so this isn't about the person sitting next to you. In fact, try not to be a distraction to them. This is about you going, okay, God, where are you right now? Holy Spirit, where are you? And even as um, Chelsea was just talking before, and I, I felt the presence of God come. And, and that presence of God is, is more powerful than anything, and it can just take away stuff. And uh, I've written down a few notes of things that I think God wanted to, to, to work, but I, I felt the first thing for all of us to do was just to try and let the Holy Spirit Wash off anything we're carrying. And maybe you've got to ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to you. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit speaks. He just speaks in your voice and and in a still small voice. A lot of times we don't know that it's God because sometimes we think it's ourselves. But uh, often it is God speaking and just saying, okay, this is what, what you're carrying that you need to give to God. Right now. So just want you to just ask God that question. God, what am I carrying right now that you want to take off me? Maybe you're worried about something. Maybe you're worried about somebody. Just ask him. And then I want you just to in your mind go, God, I just want to give you that. And Lord, right now I just pray that your peace would come for people. your peace we're in no rush tonight it's good you're in church you can't have a device in your hand unless you're taking notes but even right now you can't even take notes and put the device down just go Holy Spirit speak to me feel the presence of God you just got a real sense you go man yeah I can feel the presence of God why don't you just stand where you are thank you Jesus Father, I just pray for each person standing that they'd have a greater sense of your presence on them.
What I feel the Holy Spirit saying is that this week, you're going to be racing along and you're just suddenly going to stop and go, where's the presence of God? And when you do that, God's going to speak to you about something you need to do, something you need to say, somebody you need to message. But you're just going to go, oh, there's the presence of God. For those that are standing, I want you to just go stand by someone maybe you know and just begin to pray for them, someone that's sitting, if they don't mind. Just put your hand on them and just pray because there's something about the presence of God that's transferred. So yesterday, just find someone. Yesterday, I was fixing the trailer lights, the lights on my trailer, and I got really annoyed because I couldn't get the jolly blinker light to go. I plugged it in and... I'm testing and testing and then finally I found one little wire was broken and I had to rewire everything to reconnect and so just as you're praying for people and, and even if no one's praying for you don't worry, that's, that's okay we're, we're all family here, I'm going to talk a bit about family but I just feel God wants to connect some wires for people so connecting wires is just connecting you afresh with God now just because you didn't feel His presence doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you for years, and I'd say a good 10, 15 years, I'd never feel the presence of God. And then suddenly it just, I just became more aware of it. Father, right now I pray for a transferring of your presence and your power into people's lives, Lord. God, you're a God that doesn't want to be just known logically or known by our mind. You want to be known in spirit and in truth. And so right now, I pray for a fresh touch into people's lives. Holy Spirit, touch. Lord, I pray those that maybe just need a a fresh new rewiring, that you just rewire them, Lord. few months you've been under a spiritual attack now when I say a spiritual attack I don't think and I think I talked to in a church a while ago I don't think we sometimes are conscious that there are spirit the spiritual activity going on around us and the enemy does not want you to succeed as a Christian and and he does it in lots of little ways that sometimes we're not aware of if you've been feeling depressed and you can't work out why often that is a spiritual thing now it's not every time but often it's a spiritual thing because the enemy wants you to be discouraged 
He'll do anything to separate you from being connected to God. So he'll do anything to, to just, you know, even just little things. Like, um, I don't know if you know that, that movie that looks pretty, pretty full on. Okay, it's, it's definitely, don't take your, your little kids there, that's, that's for sure. Um, but I've heard that that movie in movie theaters, have had, they've had problems where the power's just gone out when they've been trying to show that movie that they can't explain. They've had air conditioning stop so that they have to tell everybody to get out. They've had it stop halfway through. The projector can't do it. And they have to start again. Like, weird things. And there's lots of weird things that happen. And, 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 and we've all got this, this um, I suppose this, um, we've got to work out what's not weird because you can suddenly get really weird. Um, but you also have got to go, I want to be aware of the spiritual things that are happening. Because there are spiritual things happening. Anything like, anything that's evil in the world, anything that's evil in the world has a spiritual push behind it. It has a spiritual um, effect on it. And, and if you think you're immune from it, which I think is part of our Western world, we think, oh, ah, nothing, nothing happens. But, but there is more and more happening that is spiritual that is affecting people. And the enemy will do anything, anything to stop you from, from reading your Bible, being close to the Holy Spirit, being hearing from God. He'll just sometimes even put sickness on people. Uh, I know you know Pastor Luca, and I'm going to get Pastor Luca to come back sometime soon. But, but he basically worked out that he was, uh, I think he was one of the fifth, five worst people with long COVID in New Zealand. That's what his doctors or the specialists said to him. And they worked out it came from a spiritual thing where some, some occult guys had, had just prayed against him and, and, it, and it really affected him. And um, he got free of it and he went up to a place where they'd said that these, I don't know what they were, whatever, witches or, or somebody that's anti-Christ went up and they, they'd done these sacrifices. He went near the place and he said, suddenly the sickness all came back. Like, like we go, oh, I don't know whether, and, but there's something happened and, you know, and they prayed and they broke the, the power of it. Some of the things that are affecting you are more spiritual than you realize. He does not want you to succeed. He does not want you to be like Jesus. I've got this passion that we need to be more like Jesus because we want to change the world. We want to change the world. Jesus changed the world through everything that he did. So the enemy tries to, and, and uh, uh, we had Pastor Alex um, uh, for the C3 conference, and he made one comment there that, you know, sometimes the comments get in your head and goes around. And he said, the biggest way that the enemy will take people out of being a Christian is through offense. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, whoa, that's huge. We get offended at our brothers and something happens, it triggers, and suddenly it becomes multiplied. That person uh, or that situation gets bigger and bigger and, and you see it and, and no matter where you look, you, you, you begin to read, oh, this is what's wrong in the church and, and this offense comes. Well, that's spiritual. So right now, I've said all that to say, I want to just pray for you if you really feel that you've actually sensed that you're under a spiritual attack. I want you just to stand where you are. We're just going to pray again, just like we did then. But if you feel that you've been, man, there's been some circumstances that are just a bit out of the, out of the, out of the ordinary, or maybe they've been on somebody in your family or affected something, you know, like maybe just whatever. If there's anyone, if that's you, just stand up. 
Okay, let's all close our eyes. I think there's a few more that need to stand. Just take your time. Father, right now I just pray for the covering of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we stand here together as saints. Lord, and I pray right now that your power and your strength would come. Lord, where the enemy has tried to derail, has tried to discourage, has tried to affect people, Lord, I pray right now that that strength would flow, clarity would flow, power would flow. God, pray that power would flow into uh, everybody that's standing alive, Father. Lord, and I pray right now protection. And and those of you that are standing, I want you just to ask God, um, can you show me where this is coming from? Can you show me? Can I see it? Because sometimes the enemy makes you blinded to it and you can't see it. But when you can see it, then you can start to fight against it. Now, some things you can never see where they're coming from because they're coming from behind. And and so sometimes going and praying with somebody else and they'll see it for you. But also just praying in tongues is probably one of the most powerful things because in tongues, uh, you begin to talk to God directly in His Spirit who knows whatever it is and where that's coming from begins to, to, to fight for you. Holy Spirit, right now, Father, I just pray. For each of these people, Father, that are standing, Lord, I pray that strength would come. Lord, I pray that your word would come. And maybe those that are standing, why don't you just think of a a word, a a scripture. Ask God, God, I want you to give me a scripture right now that I'm going to take and I'm going to just begin to speak that scripture over the situation and over my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Strength and power. Last thing is I just feel for for those people standing that maybe you want to just get one person or two people that you know that can pray. Just say, look, can you pray for me for this next seven days? Because I need a breakthrough. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. One of the other things um, that I, I felt t- today, and um, it happened while I was watching um, an MMA fight. Um, <laughs> so there was a, a, a world featherweight uh, fight this afternoon. Um, just How many people really like MMA? Just, just put up your hand. Okay. Okay, there's a few of us. Okay, few. <laughs> so I'm watching this fight, and it's a, uh, it's the world champion who's you know undefeated for so many fights, fighting a guy that's sort of it's his sort of first challenge for the for the for the title. And um, the first round, they they just sort of play with each other. I thought, yeah, sort of tap each other, you know, like they, like they do, and, uh, you know, and, and you sort of thought, man, come on, man, get in there, get in there, and uh, you're thinking, oh, man, these guys, you know, for all, all the fact that this is a world fight, they're really not getting into it enough, they need to get into it, and um, I'm watching it, and, and, and um, it, I can see now what, what, what the... So what, I'll tell you what happened, and then I can tell you what I, what I saw was it gets in the second round, and 
the ex or the champion that's been there suddenly got a bit cocky and thought, you know, this I can get this guy. And so he throws a punch in there that misses completely. And in one punch, this guy just, the other guy, the, the challenger, smashes him in one punch and the guy goes to the ground and then, then it's all on. They just, he just smashed him and he gave up. And what I felt was that some of us in our Christian walk are too overconfident. And, and we don't realize that the enemy again is fighting to take us out. And, and we think, you know, we think, I, I know there's lots of people who have sat in this church over the years and thought, there'll be nothing that would ever take me out of my Christian walk. And then, in a sense, we underestimate the enemy in our lives. Now, the way that you keep yourself in a way that the enemy can't um, affect you is that you, you train. You train. If you want to be good at whatever you're doing, you want to train. You want to train hard. You want to exercise. You want to. Um, uh, how many people have ever played those online strategy games for something like the football, fantasy football? Oh, okay. Uh, um, there's, there's football ones, there's rugby ones, there's, there's all sorts of ones. There's probably hockey ones. <laughs> Let's get at least something that. In these, in these online games, you start to train someone, and, and, and just because it's the World Cup, we'll use football for, a, for example. You know, you have your own team, and you've got a goalkeeper, and you've got backs, and you've got midfield people and forwards, and you train them. And, and because you want them to get better at things, and you want them to be good at passing, so you'll train passing, or you want them to be good at um, striking, so you'll train them to score. And then also, you, all the time, you'll train them for stamina, because they need to have stamina to, to be able to stick at it, you know, so that so they don't, you know, peter out by halfway through a game. Um, I don't know if you saw, that in, in a lot of these games, they, they, they do 5K a half or something like that, which is a bit of a run. How many people could run 5K right now? Okay, okay, look. How many people couldn't? I'm, I've got my couldn't hand up. What it, what it does, though, is it gets you thinking about what are you training in. And I felt God say to challenge people, what are you training in in your spiritual walk? Are you, are you more powerful now as a Christian than you've ever been? Or have you got lazy and become someone that's going, oh, I've got this. I've got this sussed. So you've stopped reading your Bible. You've stopped praying. These are all things that exercise you and make you stronger. But maybe you've stopped working on your character. You know, what's your character like? Is your your character good? Is there something in your character? You go, man, I need to work on that. Attitude. Oh, my goodness, attitude. Oh, the enemy can take your attitude out real quick. Do you have a good attitude? A good attitude towards your parents? Good attitude towards your children. How's your attitudes like? See, I love God's family. And uh, many of you know, my mother died a couple of weeks ago. And uh, at the funeral, my older sister got up and talked about the fact that uh, for us as a, as growing up, the family for us was the church. So, so we, we lived in Haura. There was five of us. My, um, my, oldest, um, my dad's oldest brother lived in Christchurch. Outside of that, there was nobody in New Zealand that we had as relations. So, so our, our church became our family. And we did everything with our church family. And one of the revelations I got out of that was the fact that 
if you, if you don't have a family, then the church very strongly becomes your family. You become even closer with the church family. And in a sense, it's like what Jesus said um, when his, his mother and his brothers wanted to talk to him. And he goes, you know, these are my mother and my brothers. He said, what was he saying? He says, look, the kingdom of God for me is more important. But what I've found is that if you're from a secure family, you see often the church is secondary. One of the questions someone asked me was, oh, um, on the Sunday morning, they said to me, oh, I didn't think I'd see you at church. And I thought, what do you, what do you mean you didn't think you'd see me at church after my mother's died? What, what? Well, the, the feeling is, oh, I thought you'd want to be with your blood family more than your church family. And I went, oh, I don't know. I'd rather be with my church family. Now, here's the thing. We've got to work harder at making our church a better family. Because at times we're not a good family. And that's no different than the Bible. I don't know if you've read through there. There's a bit of sibling rivalry. I mean, one brother killed his brother. Uh, Sometimes the family doesn't work. We've got to work on making this a better family. But in that, we also need to work on helping each other get stronger in our faith, stronger in our relationships. We've got to go after it. You know how, you know how in a family, um, you watch it on the news where um, a, a, a member of someone's family has been accused of murder or something like that, and there's a court case, and all the blood family go and support despite what it is that that person's going. And I'm thinking, does the Christian church family do that? Do we go stand by our brothers, or do we quickly judge them and write them out and say, oh, well, no, no, we don't want to do anything to do with them? I think we've got this challenge where we've got to uh, be a better family. And so let me just pray for you, and then we're going to worship, because my next thing is about God. Father, right now, I pray you'd help us to be a better family. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to strengthen. Lord, right now, I pray that you'd speak to us on what we need to work on. And I want you to just right now, while you've got your eyes closed, say, God, what do I need to work on? And if you come up with nothing, then... Ask your friend after the service, is there anything you need to think I need to work on? And I'm sure they'll have something. And if you're really struggling, just ask your wife or husband. Oh, I know they'll really help you out on this. But what do you need to work on? God, what do you want me to work on? What do you want to increase? Is it my stamina and praying? Do I need to pray for 10 minutes more than just five minutes? Is it your Bible reading? Is it, is it, is it your service? Is it your finances? What is it that God wants you to work on? Every one of us needs to be working on something and growing in it. Lord, I pray you'd help us as a family. Lord, I pray you'd help us to connect better as a family. We pray.